15 in the National Football League is here, and after upset-minded week 14, which teams will bounce back as we get closer to the postseason? We have Thursday games, we have Saturday games, we have Sunday games, and we have Monday games to break down. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Brandon Lewis. This is the founder, the host, the executive producer of Brandon's World. You know it is a Thursday, December 14, 2023, when we are breaking down week 15 in the National Football League, when I'm giving away my best bets of the week, when I'm giving away all of the money line picks for the week. As a reminder, last week I went 6-9 and nine in the money line, by far my worst money line week of the season. It put me in 138-70. and 70. And, of course, in best bets, I ended up going three for five. That makes me 45 for 69 with one push so far on the year going into this week. Now, I will say there were a lot of games this week that I like. There's a lot of home teams that I like, especially in the money line. There are some lines that if, you know, it was at three and a half or three as opposed to four um, or four and a half, I would have taken, but I think the lines this week, the three and a half is what they call the hook in gambling. It's why I stayed away from it, but I do like my picks. I have one upset, one dog. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Thursday night football. We have back-to-back bad games. Of course, last week we got Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. This week, it is Easton Stick and Brandon Staley in the Los Angeles Chargers. They take on Antonio Pierce, Aiden O'Connell, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders did not score last week, and that what a lot of people said was a god-awful game against the Vikings. As I said on Tuesday, I could barely keep my eyes off of it. I was very fascinated to see which team scored, because that was a game, you know, whoever scored first was going to win that game. Obviously, Minnesota was able to kick that field goal. But the Raiders, with Antonio Pierce, they've been playing harder than they did, you, you know, under Josh McDaniels. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is not great, but I don't know how at this point we can expect Brandon Staley to not only just win a game, but keep his job. I think the writing is on the wall. Herbert's out for the year. We know how bad the defense is. Uh, if you have Keenan Allen as a to the fantasy playoffs start this week, it sounds like Keenan Allen may not go. Who knows if Easton Stick's going to give him the ball. I mean, we've seen what offensive coaches have done with the likes of Joe Flacco, Jake Browning, um, you know, Gardner Minshew, Tommy DeVito, some of these backup quarterbacks that have had to come in. And we've seen what defensive coaches, um, Antonio Pierce, you know, now Brandon Staley with Easton Stick, Mike Tomlin and Mitch Trubisky, Bill Belichick, Bailey Zappi. It's not gone the same as what offensive coaches have done. So I think the Raiders, I think they just play a little bit harder. I think they get the victory, and I'm actually going to best bet them here, the three, because I think at worst they push. Now, Vikings at the Bengals is the first Saturday game, a Saturday doubleheader with all three games with playoff implications. Cincinnati is favored by three. Some books have it at three and a half. I'm not going to best bet it because uh, I think these are two very even teams. This is a go-either-way game. You're going to have Nick Mullins be the starter for the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to have Jake Browning. So, again, another matchup of two backups here with the Vikings and the Bengals. 
We have two very smart offensive coaches and in, in, uh, obviously Kevin O'Connell, Zach Taylor, both coming from that Sean McVay tree in a game that means a lot to both as Minnesota tries to fight for their playoff positioning as one of the last wild cards in the NFC. Cincinnati trying to stay in the brick of it with all those teams bottled up in the AFC. In the end, Justin Jefferson is out for Minnesota. We've seen the Vikings win games without Justin Jefferson, but I think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins are starting to get the tight ends involved. Tanner Hudson, uh, Joe Mixon out of the run game is more involved with Jake Browning. Jake Browning to this point has looked much more comfortable than obviously um, what the Minnesota quarterback situation has looked like is again, um, you know, Josh Dobbs could barely move the ball over the last couple of weeks. And we knew going into it, there are limitations to Josh Dobbs' game. I am worried a little bit about Jake Browning going up against a great defensive coordinator in Brian Flores. Again, I think it's a go either way game. I'm going to stay away from the bet but I got Cincinnati at home. Now, usually, I will take an offensive coach over a defensive coach. You all know that. But Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Mike Tomlin's Steelers are just a different animal. The games that they are supposed to win, they lose. The games they are supposed to lose, they win. Indianapolis is coming off a bad week against uh, Cincinnati. Gardner Minshew really struggled. I think Shane Steichen... We'll get the Colts offense back on track. I think Minshew will play well. The issue is, I think Pittsburgh is so up against the wall, and I think they've been so embarrassed over the last couple of weeks by Arizona and New England. I don't see them losing three games in a row. I think they go on the row. I think people in that building, even though I think it's a meaningless streak, that Pittsburgh has obviously never had a losing record under Mike Tomlin. I think Tomlin cares about it. I think people in that building care about it. I think Mitch Trubisky will play well enough in a very close game. And the Steelers, like they do in almost every single game they play this year, will find a way to win the game. Again, it's another go-either-way game for me, so I'm not going to make the bet. But I would not be surprised. You know, if the Colts come on and win, I would not be surprised if the Steelers do pull off the upset like I'm picking them to do. Now, we have Denver at Detroit, which is obviously the last game on Saturday. A wide better game than we initially thought, you know, five, six weeks ago. Quietly, the Denver Broncos have won six out of their last seven games, and they are causing turnovers at a record rate. And ever since week 11, the Lions have really struggled. Yes, they beat Chicago at home. Yes, they did beat the Saints in New Orleans. But they lost to Green Bay at home. We saw them lose to Chicago in Chicago. They did not play particularly well against the Saints in New Orleans and probably should have lost that game um, against the Bears in Detroit. So it's a month now where they have not played great. Their secondary has not played great. They cannot stop the run that well. Denver, I think, is going to be able to run the football, get play action, use Cortland Sun, get a couple of those big plays. And if Denver can get the turnovers, they have a chance to pull off the upset. The line here is four. I think if it was at three, I'd go, I'd go with the Lions. It's one of those situations where I think it could be a close game. Denver runs the ball. They keep possession. They keep it close. Maybe they force Jared Goff into a few turnovers. I also think there is potential for the Lions to bounce back. Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam LaPorta have big games. Aiden Hutchinson gets after really not that great of a Denver offensive line, and they really make a statement. 
in prime time with everybody watching on NFL Network. I think the Lions win the game, though, again, I'm not going to bet it. Now we get into the Sunday games, and the first Sunday game I have on the slate here, Bears at Browns. If it was at three points, i take the Browns without hesitation. At three and a half, I hesitate to make the bet because of the way that Justin Fields has played over the last month. I think the Bears are one of, if not the most fascinating conversation in the NFL going into the offseason. Because about a month ago, we all thought it was a foregone conclusion. Matt Eberflus is getting fired. Justin Fields will not be on the team next year. They're going to go out and draft A.K. Williams, and Justin Fields will find a new home, you know, in Atlanta or somewhere else. Now, all of a sudden, the Bears are playing really good football. They just knocked off their divisional rival in Detroit. Justin Fields has looked really good over the last couple of weeks, and they are running the football. They are getting DJ more and more opportunities down the field, and could Justin Fields may have made a switch. What's fascinating here, the Browns in their home building going into this week have only given up, you know, an average of, as we know, 10 points a game this year at home. They're really good at home. It doesn't matter the quarterback they face. They have a really good secondary, even with Denzel Ward still potentially out. Brad Delpit is out now, which will damage the Browns a little bit. The question is, can Joe Flacco continue that momentum? Because the Browns really dominated Jacksonville for three and a half quarters, yet they only won the game by four points last week, which is why, again, I'm a little bit wary of the spread. I think there's a chance Justin Fields makes some plays. Chicago goes in there. They're not afraid of the cold weather. They get some big plays, a potential upset here. But I do like the Browns at home to win by at least a field goal. Next game, boy, again, if this was a three-point game, I would take Green Bay. I really like Green Bay in this spot to bounce back. They were embarrassed. Everybody's making fun of them because they lost the Giants uh, last week. And they're playing a Tampa team that now goes from the warm Tampa climate to that cold Green Bay, the cold frozen tundra. Baker Mayfield has played there once before uh, in his Browns career on Christmas Day. It did not go well. He threw four interceptions in that game. And currently the leader of the NFC South against a Green Bay team and Jordan Love, who, as we said, you know, against the Giants, are going to be downs. Against Kansas City, there's going to be ups. The question is, which young quarterback, and Baker Mayfield obviously has more experience than Green Bay, um, which offense to me is going to make more plays? Both these teams have a very good defense. They're not great defense. I would say Tampa has the better wide receiving weapons, but I think Green Bay will be able to run the football. They'll be able to neutralize Tampa Bay. I think the cold environment helps the Packers. If this was in Tampa, I take the Bucks. And there's a situation where home field matters. I'm taking Green Bay, but I'm not betting the game. Houston at Tennessee. I'm taking the Titans minus two and a half, and I would have taken Tennessee regardless of their tremendous comeback win last week against the Dolphins. The Titans this year are undefeated at home. They're a different team at home than on the road. Not only that, but Houston over the last month, you know, even before the Tank Dell injury, C.J. Stroud struggled against Arizona. He struggled through most of the parts of the Denver game. Really struggled last week against the Jets. Now he's going up against a Mike Vrabel, a veteran coach, obviously knows this division. D'Amico Ryan's coming over from the NFC West, is unfamiliar with the Titans yet. 
I don't think Houston did a very good job at stopping the run. I think Derek Henry, who has not had a great season, uh, I think Tennessee gets it going. I think DeAndre Hopkins potentially getting going here for the Titans. And could Will Weathers have a very good game here? Titans pull it out. They've been playing better over the last month. I think not only do they win, they cover the two and a half. Jet that Dolphins. I think without a question, the Miami Dolphins bounce back. They win this game. The question will be, will the Dolphins cover? I had this question when they faced off week 12 in the Black Friday game. They ended up covering because the Jets started Tim Boyle. All of a sudden last week, Zach Wilson against the Houston Texans had the best game of his career. Can he duplicate it? I do not think so, but I think he will play well. I think the Jets offense, they finally have figured it out. We have three great star players on offense, or three very good ones, if you will. Three solid running back, Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver, Tyrock Aquan at tight end. Ignore Delvin Cook, ignore the other pieces, your Randall Cobbs, your Alan Lazard, etc. Let's get the ball to those three guys, Hall, Wilson, Cochran. Make it very simple for Zach Wilson. One read, if it's not there, you know, escape and run. It's some of the stuff that Chicago's been doing with Justin Fields. With that in mind, I think the Dolphins are hearing a lot of the noise about how they're frauds. They know now. With a very tough schedule down the stretch, we know they got Buffalo at home week 18. We know they have at Baltimore week 17. This game means a lot to the Miami Dolphins. It's why I think they come out with the victory. This game, we got Kansas City at New England. Now, we all know the only question for this game is going to be, can Kansas City cover the nine and a half point spread? Which, you know, who would have thought at the beginning of the year would have been a question considering where both of these two teams are headed. But New England's actually played really good defense over the past, you know, two months. There, As we know, they're 0-3 this year when they've given up 10 or less points, which is insane. And regardless of Kansas City last week, whether you thought the call was right or the wrong call or, you know, whatever they're saying, we know they're going to come out motivated after what happened last week against Buffalo. But Kansas City cannot blow people out this year because they cannot get explosive plays. You know, whatever reason, Juju Smith-Schuster was more explosive, it seems like, than Rasheed Rice on the outside. Rasheed Rice is more of a possession receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, along with MVS, is more of that down-the-field threat, so it still opened up opportunities for Travis Kelsey. This year, that's not the case. Kansas City's, you know, maybe second most important player outside of Mahomes and Kelsey at the skill position spot is Isaiah Pacheco, a running back who they missed last week uh, in the game against Buffalo. It looks like he will be coming back for this game. But even though Andy Reid has historically had success against Bill Belichick, and it even dates back to the time when, you know, Andy had Alex Smith, Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, Andy Reid has had Belichick's numbers over the years. I think Kansas City wins the game. But, you know, with Kansas City having to nickel and dime you down the field, does Belichick double-team Kelsey and try to take away some of those weapons? Does this turn into a little bit of a more low-scoring game than we initially thought? Maybe Bailey Zappi is able to get a couple of field goals. Somehow this is, you know, a 21-13 to, to you know 13-type ball game maybe, and New England covered the spread. Could be possible. I don't love the number here. I don't think Kansas City can crush New England. Again, I could be wrong on that. I'm taking the Chiefs to win in the money line, though no bet.
Next game, we got the Giants at the Saints. I like the Saints here. I'm not going to bet them minus six because I don't trust either of these two teams. The Saints offense came on late in the fourth quarter last week against Carolina, but they were pretty bad for three quarters. They've been bad the whole year. Derek R. does not look right, uh, but the Giants overall are just a bad football team. I'm sorry. I know they've won three in a row. I know Tommy DeVito looks okay with Brian Dable. Again, it's a credit to the offensive coaching and what Dable has done with Tommy DeVito. But we all know the Giants aren't a great football team, and the Saints, whether we like it or not, are still in that hunt for the NFC South crown. Speaking of which, Carolina at home, I believe will upset Atlanta. It's my third best bet of the week. I like Carolina plus three. I liked them week one. I got burned. Atlanta this year has lost two to Arizona. They lost to Tampa last week at home. We don't know what we're getting from the Falcons every single week. Uh, and I just think that Carolina, they have nothing to lose because they don't have a first-round pick. You know, they know that it's going to Chicago. They're not going to try to tank to lose games. Chris Tabor is going to convince, um, or at least he's going to try to convince the owner, David Tepper, to keep that job. And he needs to keep those players together. And so at the end of the day, I think Carolina here in a, in a divisional game, they have a good defense. I think there's a chance here. They upset the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take them plus three. Then we got San Francisco at Arizona. Listen, the Niners are going to win this game. I think if you have them still in a survivor pool bet, uh, it's a very good bet to take San Francisco this week. I'm actually going to take the Dolphins over the Jets. Uh, but I like San Francisco here. I just don't know about the line. 13 and a half. It's easily the biggest spread on the board this week. The next biggest spread is that Dolphins Jets at eight and a half. But, you know, they did not see Kyler Murray early in this season. Jonathan Gannon, who knows the San Francisco 49ers from his time in Philly. Could he develop some schemes? We know Arizona that doesn't have the players to match up with San Francisco. But could Iowa Murray be good enough? Could they get this under 13? Could they lose by 12 or 11 or by 10 the way Seattle did last week? I think they could, which is why, again, I don't trust the number. Commanders at Rams this is my fourth best bet. I'm taking the Rams minus six and a half. I don't care that Washington's coming off a bye. I don't care the Rams had a tough game on the East Coast against the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams looked like a playoff team in that game, and I think the Commanders have given up on Ron Rivera. I don't know if they're going to win a game the rest of the year. Uh, Sam Ow has not looked good in about a month. They got blown out by Dallas on Thanksgiving. They got blown out by Miami the next week. You know, Maybe they play a good game in the first half. Maybe it's closer than we originally think early on. But at 6.5, I think the Rams can win this game by a touchdown. I think Cooper Cup has a great day against that commander's bet secondary. Rams go on to win. And then my final best bet, I like Buffalo at minus one and a half. I've said it. I think they're going to beat Dallas. I've said it for the past few weeks. The Buffalo Bills are a very dangerous football team. Ever since they fired Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, Braun and Joe Brady, their offense is looking completely different. They're using James Cook. <laughs> Excuse me. They're using James Cook more. They're using Dalton Cade more. 
Uh, Dawson and Nugs who came back, they're using him more. So more tight ends, not wanting Josh Allen be superhero reliant. Uh, and again, Buffalo's playing really good football. Outside, it's going to be cool-ish, like 40 degrees. So a little bit lucky there if you're a Cowboy fan. We're not going to see snow at this point in the year. But I think all the momentum right now is ended with Buffalo, who could have beat Philly in Philly. They beat Kansas City last week. I think they go on here to beat Dallas. Baltimore at Jacksonville. I like the Jags plus three. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think Trevor Lawrence, another week of being healthy, he will bounce back. I think the Jags will play well. The Jags need this game more than the Ravens because obviously the Ravens are trying to go for the number one seed. But the number one thing they need to make sure they do is lock up that division. I think they had a very tough game with the Rams last week. Their defense may be showing signs a little bit of not being as good as we initially thought. And so in the end, I think Jacksonville gets the advantage at home. I think it's hard to go down to that Florida Heat and win this time of year. And then I do think Philly on Monday night will defeat Seattle. Uh, they are favored by three and a half. I Seattle could be the side here with a hook. I think it's going to be a very close game. As I've said multiple times, the Eagles have never defeated Seattle in Seattle in my lifetime. You know, who knows if it's going to be Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Regardless, I think a DK Metcalf, Darius Slay matchup will be a very interesting one. Also, Tyler Lockett against James Bradbury will be a very interesting one. Philadelphia knows they're a very good team. They just need to cut down on the turnovers and do better in the run game and get off the field on third and long. They're all very correctable issues. Jalen Ertz played very well in primetime in his career. Philly knows they need to bounce back. They know the whole narrative is against them. I think they win here at Seattle. So to recap, my money line picks. I have the Raiders against the Chargers. I have Cincinnati at home against Minnesota. Pittsburgh on the road against Indianapolis. Detroit at home against Denver. Cleveland at home against Chicago. Green Bay at home against Tampa. Tennessee at home against Houston. Miami at home against the Jets. Kansas City on the road against New England. Saints at home against the Giants. Carolina at home against Atlanta. San Francisco on the road against Arizona. Rams at home against Washington. Buffalo at home against Dallas. Jacksonville at home against Baltimore. And Philly on the road against Seattle. My five best bets for week 15 of the 2023 NFL season are Vegas Thursday night covers three points against the Chargers. Tennessee, they cover two and a half against Houston. My one dog of the week, Carolina gets their second victory of the season plus three against Atlanta. Rams cover six and a half against the Commanders and Buffalo will defeat the Cowboys by more than one and a half. Again, that'll do it for this edition of Brands Well, Thank you guys so much for listening. I apologize if I do sound a little bit nasally. I am a little bit under the weather here, uh, but still able to record. So if I sound a little bit different, that is the reason why when we come back here to Brandon's World on Tuesday, we will be discussing everything. Week 15 in the NFL will break it all down and any other news that comes down in sports over the weekend. Have a great weekend. All my social media links are in the description below. We are in collaboration with Voltage Live and Peace.